welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Kolo. Yes. My name is Nesipo. My name is Michelle. And we're back to normal. Yes. This feels amazing. I, like I the world it. is burning, but at least this one thing has yeah. some form of order. There's some normality There's in this. Yeah. Literally a sense of home. No one <laughs> can ever understand how great it feels to do this. Even at though all. it's like a young 40 minutes. <laughs> well, you see 40 minutes, but it's like three hours. But yeah, we're back and we're continuing with our Women's Month series. Yeah, The roast of Women's Month. Yes, yes, and yes. And today, oh, first of all, let me not be rude. <laughs> How are you? I'm all right. I am, I don't know. Like, I'm just normal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. You're surviving. I've survived. That's all that matters. All that matters is that I'm just trying to survive. And I'm, 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 I'm doing that. Um, I, I'm definitely tired of everything. Same. Oh, guys, I'm sick of everything. But you know, it's fine. It's like fine. the weight, <laughs> like outside of what I'm doing right now, the weight of the world is extremely heavy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Like How are you doing? I've, yeah. I, yeah, this week is weird. I've had to deal with death. Yeah. Have, I've had to deal with like good news, exciting news on the backdrop of that. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm itching for change. August is always a good month for me. Same, Last yeah. year, August was really dope. Um, big change in my life. This year, anticipating another big change. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm feeling a little bit more, I'm tired right now, but I'm feeling a little bit more energized yeah. and I'm, I'm keen to see this year through. So I'm really excited. Like this 31st of December is going to be something else because yes. this year tried it. Let me tell you, I might I might just roll on the floor crying. Like, I, <laughs> I've seen people, cry. you know, you grow up and you see people burst into tears yeah. when the clock strikes midnight, like yeah. 12. And I've never understood. This I get year, it now. I get it. I will be that person. Like the audacity of 2020. <laughs> this, this... Oh. I get it this year, and I, I think I'm also going to have that moment yeah, where definitely. I just burst into tears and roll on the floor. Listen. And I really want to be with my family. Yeah. Like, I've always been that person who's like, oh, fun times, fun times. I, I, luckily enough, I managed to spend it with my family. But um, also now than ever. But now, just, more than ever, I'm yeah. like, I am so grateful, touch wood, to not have experienced as much loss as I was anticipating, which is what was depressing me a lot. Mm. Um, so I really want to celebrate that. Yeah, definitely. You know, so I'm really excited to to finish this year off. Yeah, it feels like the beginning of something great. Yeah, it's so funny that you say that. Like my mom had to take a test uh, last week, mm. and I, it was so funny. Like how I was just so like I don't know. I don't know if I was desensitized or it was just like. A, but I was just so like not okay. But it, it just felt like you is. know, like it you is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like I, I, I don't know if I'll spend it with my family, <laughs> but uh-huh, you can come to my family. That's yeah, family. maybe I'll come to. We're you getting guys. fucked up at my grandma's uh, house. Actually, I might, I might just come. I might just <laughs> come to, to 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 you guys because I usually spend Christmas and like like maybe a week or two during that time with my family, and then I come back for New Year's. So I think I might just look do that. this December. I'm getting fucked up. Like <laughs> I'm doing the most, and then I'm waking up and I'm going to the beach. And I'm getting into that water yes. to wash 
everything that 2020 tried away. Yes, and like, plus that PE beach is so like nice and calm. Yes, and, and the water's perfect. warm, so yeah. yeah. Like, so today we're, we're going to continue speaking about womanhood, yes. but from a point that we feel isn't discussed enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so in July, I always get really depressed because it's my birthday and it's also my mom's birthday at the end of the month. And I always feel like it's something that I can't really celebrate, mm-hmm. like my birthday specifically, because my mom was the one person that was really into my birthday. And doing it without her feels kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also feels like I, I struggle to have any positive moment in my life without experiencing a level of loneliness mm-hmm. with it because of my mother my, my mother, <laughs> <laughs> because of my mother's death right yeah, so yeah i was just thinking about this and, and and someone spoke about it where they were just speaking about the divide um that patriarchy creates and and, and society creates between women of different ages um, and the loneliness that comes as a result of that in terms of the experiences that we have. And I just thought about my mom and I was like, my mom had two kids. um, Like she had me at 16. She had my sister at 19. Mm. So two kids as a teen. First of all, being pregnant at 16 must be such a lonely experience. Absolutely. Like there's, I, I, I cannot imagine going through that. Mm. I, 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 I even think that even though I have a supportive partner, supportive family, even being pregnant at 25, yeah, like no. with my life, the way it looks right now, would be an extremely lonely experience. Yeah. And then you fall pregnant again. I mean, two, two, three, three years, years later. Jeez. You know? Um, so I, I cannot imagine the amount of loneliness that my mom felt in her life. Yeah. And but when I look back and I'm like, it was so difficult for us to relate, even though she wasn't that much older because of the role as a mother who mm-hmm. A, cannot fulfill all the functions of a mother because you're so young, you're in varsity, yeah. um, you're trying to get your life yeah. together. Like you're 25 and your kid is in grade one. That's not normal. <laughs> like it's me. Yeah. I, imagine me having a kid in grade one. Yeah. I, I don't know how, <laughs> how I, would, I would deal with that. And also you're not the primary um, caregiver yeah. for your own child. So even the way that you relate, it's like you're an older sister who's a friend, but at the same time, you're constantly feeling undermined because somebody else is doing the role that society says you should be doing in a specific way. So I was thinking about that and I was like, that created such a divide between my mom and I and like so much distance that even when I was a teen, there were so many things that I was going through or thinking through on my own, even without necessarily experiencing them per se, mm-hmm. that I couldn't go to my mom about and speak to her about because she was my mom, even though she wasn't really my mom. She was like this cool sister. Yeah. But that thing of mom and what mom is was still hanging above. And also that, that divide that was created by this inability to communicate with someone that she obviously, and she had had this conversation with me when I was much older, mm. someone that she obviously felt like she had failed as, as, as a mom, it was like very difficult to to meet at any point. Yeah. So when it comes to my and my gran wasn't isn't necessarily the most expressive person in terms of 
rationalizing and, and communicating her emotions and the processes that like she's going through. So when it came to me defining my womanhood or getting an understanding of what it actually means for me to be a woman and express myself in certain ways or understand myself in certain ways, it was very difficult to get to that point. Yeah. And it's just been so fucking lonely that I didn't realize for the longest time that the function of this podcast kind of like was filling a void mm. or doing Actually. a bit of work to deal with that loneliness that I, until like last night, wasn't really fully acknowledging. Mm. So today we're just going to talk about the loneliness that comes with womanhood because we don't want to talk about like all the other girl boss. No. You know, because you you already that. know like we hate everybody, that shit. Everybody's you're, covered you're, that. You already know we hate that shit. We um, don't like that she o stuff. We don't like that girl boss stuff. It, that's it. It's done. Yeah. So <laughs> I I feel I feel you. My Ooh. question for you then is how at like at what point or oh, have you ever felt lonely actually as a woman? Yes. Um, I think. In your experiences of womanhood. Yeah, in my experiences of womanhood, my experiences of womanhood have definitely been lonely in the sense that, like, I mean, I know uh, I saw something, I think it was Nazo was talking about it. You know, when you are young and you're in this big, bad world, you just have this thing of, and when you're also dealing with depression and other such things, you really do feel like you're in this world alone, especially in a world where yes. you're not necessarily empowered to speak up and say, hey, I am struggling. Oh, the hey, shame. I, yeah, the, the, the shame attached to all these things. So one, it's been lonely in that regard. Two, it's been lonely in that, you know, it's been difficult to to come to family members and, you know, and have these sort of discussions with them, older family members in any case. I don't case. have a single family member that I can speak to. You know, exactly. I'm trying to think of family members who I, I have those like really frank chats with, like because of how I grew up and, and, you know, sort of what I picked up as I was growing up, like I never felt, I've never felt really comfortable to, to come up to someone and say, you know, this is what I'm going through as a young woman right now. Um, what did you go through back when then? When you were, yeah. yeah. So there's also that, and, and it's not just because of what I've picked up, it's also because of what I've noticed in terms of how they were at that age. I mean, my mom at this age had two kids, you know, and was married for like five years. Jeez. Mom got married at 21, and then she had her first kid at like 23, and then she had me at 25 or 26, I don't know. So there's also just that. There's that thing of like, can we even relate? Like, do, mm. I, you know, you kind of have that thinking in your head where it's, you think for them, unfortunately. Yes, it, yes. So it's, it's messed up in that regard because you don't necessarily give them a chance to kind of come to you and say, you know, I actually understand what you're going through. Perhaps I went through it before I got married or while I was married or whatever. So it's definitely been lonely for me because it's like, and also, yeah, like, it, yeah, like it's just, it's been very strange because also, you know, when it came to receiving advice or getting advice, it's always from a a point where I, I, I like, I, I'm not coming to the fore and being like, hey, I'm actually struggling with this. It was always like unsolicited advice. Oh, in your 20s, this, that, you that, You know, that. I, in I, your 30s, I this, was that. looking back and I was like, I, with the women in my family, they've never felt that there was the need to give me advice. Yeah, same. And I think, 
for me, for the longest time, I thought everyone thinks I'm smart. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that it's actually gendered and beauty politics also play a part in it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they look at you and they're like, uh, this one is no men hope. aren't interested <laughs> yeah, in, in, in this no one. In this like, one so, uh, or this one isn't interested in men because this. they're masculine and they, yeah. so there's no need for us to... Yeah. To, to go into that with this one. So the oh, hi, this one is too, is too the, independent. Yes, I, the no, light-skinned no, no. cousins or the cousins with a certain body shape mm. or the cousins, you know, with certain features yeah. will receive that information yes. the most. And oh obviously God. they will be hostile towards it because the way that it's dished to them could be much better. Yeah. Especially if it, it wasn't necessarily something that's a one-off thing, yeah. but a continuous thing, you know? And I, I've looked back and I was like, even with the information that I've received for, from other older women outside of my family, mm. I've been very hostile towards them. Because yeah. when you're in your 20s, especially your early 20s, oh. you have this thing where you like, it's me against the world, yeah. fuck that, I know what I'm thinking, yeah, I'm a Yay. feminist, I've read all the books, I know this, I know <laughs> that, I know that, you don't even know what feminism is, so how can you, you know, you, you have like this whole me against the world thing yeah. going on, and you are learning yourself so much that you're convinced that there's no one that could tell you about anything that you would experience. Mm. Whereas I feel like it's important to make that distinction between knowing yourself and, and, and like knowing experiences. So I feel like you can know an experience through observation without Mm -hmm. necessarily having to go through it. Yeah. But there's also knowing yourself when you're with yourself, then there's knowing yourself in the greater scheme of of, of life. Yes. And, and, and society and like, knowing your individual wants and needs yeah. and knowing what the societal context or all the limitations that society puts upon them. Yeah. You know, and I feel like when we're in that process of defining ourselves for ourselves, we forget that we exist in, in a In the greater scheme, yeah. Times, yeah. You know, and it's, so I, I had great issues with, with grappling with that and... Sometimes I wish I could go back and be like, yo, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was such you a were, dickhead. You were right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You were right. And I'm no longer even, I no longer even want to focus on, on, on how unsolicited that, that, that advice was or yeah. how those comments weren't necessarily like, the, they didn't come in the best way yeah. anymore because I'm like, that shit is so important that if one, at least one person can hear it, it's literally saving a life. Yeah. So I, like, older women online, offline, listening in on women that are peeling at, like, ceremonies, yeah. just listening in to my gran and her friends. It's helped me a great the deal. The way they, sh- they have their <laughs> conversations, even though the language isn't necessarily the language that we use, yeah. it, it's been so important for me. Yeah. And I'm... S- like, like so you glad. saying that, you saying that is so, like, yeah, like, there are so many things that I've, had the privilege, I suppose, of avoiding because of those conversations. Yes. Um, because I, I generally don't believe in, I'm a very, like, uh, uh, you know, what is it, observant person. Uh, and I don't believe in learning things by experience. experience. Hi, I don't believe in that. Maybe it's because I'm a coward. I don't, whatever, really. Um, but those conversations and me sitting in on them has really saved me a great deal whether it was at home where women were peeling mm. and they're sharing their stories. Um, and maybe then it was like, ooh, judgmental. Like, ooh, I, I don't want to go through yes. that. But growing up, obviously, we like, like ooh, I, I, I realized that you're like, you know, obviously 
and applying that lens of empathy still in those situations you know yeah like um menzi and i were actually having the conversation on the way here where it's like we're speaking about um have you watched i may destroy you no you i haven't, haven't yet okay cool yeah but I'll, you can spoil I'll speak it around you can it. Spoil it um we're speaking about the duality of of, of ex- experiences and how you can still have a negative experience with someone but they have like this positive function in your life yeah. that you're not yet ready to let to go of. let go of yeah. or no, you haven't figured out how you can how function yeah. without, without it, it yeah. you know so i i've come to be way more empathetic mm. um of older women of women who are stuck with shitty partners mm-hmm. of 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 women who are stuck in abusive relationships yeah I, and know, for me for me like coming to that realization or, or sort of that reconcil- uh, reconciliation has definitely made being with my family or connecting with my family easier, easier yes, now yes. as a grown up yes. because there's that sense of oh like you know because in the beginning you're like impatient you're like damn like why, why are you guys still these? doing things like you this? know and then you grow up and you're like oh i get it and it makes it easier to relate to them it whether or not and to make them feel less lonely to right? make them feel because yeah it's going through something that you also know is wrong but you can't necessarily remove yourself from mm. as yet is a very lonely experience yeah. because people get tired of you yeah. people start to victim blame you people start to think that people start to infantilize you yeah. people start to treat you like you're a child you know so th- that experience within itself is also so lonely that we need to be way more supportive of women and we need to show up in a way that is being led yeah. by them when they are in those those experiences or those situations. Yeah. So I like I don't know, I think this how lonely this road can be is is so layered because I was thinking last night that there's so many things that go through your head that you're not even comfortable with verbalizing. Mm. Like we have an entire podcast and I know for sure that <laughs> with me, myself, like as much as there's a lot that I share, there are other there's things that I haven't so reconciled things, yeah. that are so heavy and so painful yeah, and I'm 100%. so lonely within those experiences of those things or mm. within the memories of those things that it just feels unfair yeah. like right now it just it just feels so heavy yeah. and I, i'm trying to figure out a way to deal with that loneliness mm-hmm. but i i it's going to take time mm-hmm. but i i'm really really struggling and 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 i'm thinking about it a lot because like i touched on it in terms of gender expression right because mm-hmm. womanhood is always projected as like you're hyper feminine yeah. um you want to get married mm-hmm. you want to have kids uh or you're a girl boss yeah. still hyper feminine you're a go getter you're super ambitious barriers. You're bre- you know you're very vocal about how you're independent woman yeah. strong da 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 and i literally don't fall on any yeah. of those like spectrums like mm-hmm. of any of those um expressions of 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 or understandings of womanhood so it's it's been such a lonely road mm. but it's interesting that as a cishet woman the woman that i can relate to the most about this spe- specific aspect of it is queer women mm-hmm. because yeah. they've gone through the process which i've also gone through of identifying themselves for themselves mm-hmm. and being comfortable within that that definition and 
letting go of, 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 of everything else. Yeah. And it's, it's often for them, it's a very violent process at times, yeah. you know? Like I still have the cishet privilege of being able to exist in this way, but as soon as someone sees Luando next to me, the whole like, antagonism oh, okay. yeah. won't, won't come out, you know? So it's, 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 it's really interesting to me, and I feel like I'm rambling. No, I get you, I get you. Because I'm also thinking about lonely. that as well, like just my experience as who I have become or I am becoming mm. to be, and it's like, it's been a very lonely process, like, because... You want someone who can, like, you, you want to so feel like you can relate or someone can relate. Uh, and um, even on the smallest of things. Yeah, even that, like, I've, I've, exp I've experienced, like, tiny things where someone related to that. And I was like, like wow. oh, my God. You know, for me, it felt like everything. Um, and, and to them, it might have been, like, a tiny thing, you know. So I definitely feel you on, on, on sort of, you know, those things about, you know, coming to where you are right now and, and the memory of that and how lonely that is. Like, I've, I'm, I definitely have a bunch of those things. Um, I mean, even just expressing myself properly at home is so hard because it's mm. like, you know, and I mean in, in terms of, like, extended family, mm. like, when it's just my parents and them, it's like, whatever. Um, but just in the, in the holistic sense, because it's like, we just don't want the same things. Um, yes, 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 and yes. and I don't want what you want for me as well. That's another thing. Like I really don't want what you want for me. Um, but it's like, who do I turn to for that? Especially within that familial context, like there's nobody. So it's like, yeah, I feel you. Like I, I, I look, you. I was watching um, a conversation. Oh, obviously, it will be mother and son uh, between Earl Sweatshirt and his mom. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at the way they were speaking. And I, I could imagine myself having a conversation like that with my father. I've had, I've had them multiple times. Mm -hmm. And I've had multiple conversations with my grandmother, obviously with language being different, mm -hmm. but multiple times. But I just couldn't picture myself having that conversation with my own mother. Mm -hmm. And even the conversation with my grandmother um, over the phone, like, I, it's once in a while yeah. where I'll be lucky enough for us to have, like, a conversation that makes me understand a part of myself. And I'm not necessarily saying that we need to use people to find ourselves, mm -hmm. but so much of Parts the Parts of ourselves are, in are informed yeah, yes. by others. Yeah. And, but so much of the relationships that we have with older women in our lives are functional. Mm. Like, outside of, how are you... I'm fine, thanks. A tragedy that happened, or I need to, do, or them telling you they need to do A, B, C, and D. Mm. Them expressing like something functional that needs to happen in their lives, yeah. or you expressing something functional, or you telling them about like this thing that happened. Mm. There, there's never time for, and I guess it might also be an issue of not being privileged where when things need to happen, they take up so much space. There's in no your mind. time to like where you can't, you you know, like I, I would imagine I maybe I'll know if I ever like get money and be rich. I would imagine that it's easier for you to have a conversation with your children about life mm -hmm. and the things they are going through. Yeah. And that can take up a lot of space in your lives mm -hmm. and you can get to understand each other and share about each other and know each other when you have resources. 
but it's not when it's like, yo, I need to do so and this and this for so and so's child. I need to do this and this. I need to do this for the house. I need to pay this. So and so just did this. Because all that dysfunction and all those things that are needed rob us so much. Yeah. Like we, we lose so much learning because of those things. Yeah. And that to me makes the road lonelier as well, like the class aspect. Yeah. For me, it's, it's also like I, I, it, a couple of years back when, yeah, like my mom's, my nephew's mom would visit and the mom and her would have like these frank chats about life. And I'd be sitting there like, what about me, girl? Why am I not there? Like, you know, and it's like, unfortunately, because of how I grew up and sort of how I came to relate to my mom, it, it's become difficult. And even, I mean, we do try every now and then, but like relating to each other, like for me to relate to her, I, I know she's trying. But like for me to relate is so difficult. Can I ask you a question? Do you think she could relate to your nephew's mother and have those conversations because they could meet somewhere as mothers? Yes. And uh, once you become a mother, it changes maybe. the dynamic and you're no longer I think about that often. I actually think about that often. Where I'm like, maybe if I ever become a mom, like, or if I get married, maybe she will, we'll be able to to have that thing of like, no, now you mm. now you are married. Because I, I know some, some women do do that. It's like, now you're a married woman. We can, we can have these chats. Which is like Luckily, strange, no one in I'd my like family is married. Because so. <laughs> I'd like to have those chats now. Like I'm experiencing, I'm seeing flames now. Like <laughs> I think the dynamic will definitely change once yeah. I have a child. But um, another thing that, that I, I wanted to, to speak on, and I think for me, one of the things that also made me realize that for the longest time I had been ignoring this loneliness mm-hmm. was how I would always be like, something would go wrong in my life, like an, an inconvenience, minor or major. Yeah. And I'd be like, if my mom was here, and I'd be like, no, what the hell was she going to do? But instead of realizing that in that moment, I felt ex- like lonely yeah. and alone and just in the process and I needed yeah. some form some of comfort, reassurance yeah. or, or comfort, mm. I dismissed it by being like, what was she going to do? Yeah. And it's like, mothers, when you're old and you're financially like responsible for yourself and you are fully functional emotional being there's very little that parents are actually doing like it's just support like cushioning here and there and i i didn't realize that it was because i was so lonely you wanted to relate yes i needed someone to relate who would have similar experiences of, of of womanhood or somebody who would have the language who is in my family, mm. who's of a similar age that I could speak about this with, yeah. you know? And it was, yeah, yeah, it was very interesting when it clicked to me yesterday that no, man, it's, it's because you're, you're, you, you were lonely within that thing that you had to deal with and you just wanted a woman to, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel you. Because sometimes it's like, it feels not burdensome, but, Sometimes when it's like we're talking as friends, or it's not the same as speaking to an older woman. Yeah, no. And I feel like we don't have enough bridges to older women. Mm. Like the sisterhood between us and them hasn't been created really well. And I even see it between myself and my sister. Like there are things that I can't relate to my s- sister about because I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like how how does that make sense to you? Yeah. Like you know, and and it's and as much as I was also talking to Mens about this because I was watching. Um, Lauren Hill's daughter yes, yes, on IG yeah. Live. And as much as like I can rationalize, she was speaking about this thing of like being able to rationalize things and being able to to apply logic to them 
and being able to, to, to think things through. Mm -hmm. But because we don't necessarily always internalize those things to the point of where application becomes our yeah. norm, yeah. when we are confronted That's actually, she with... She wrote like an honor code, which is amazing. Yes, one, one of yes, the other yes. Videos. Yeah. So when we, when we are confronted with the emotions that come with negative experiences, we forget everything that we've rationalized and everything that we've understood and everything that we've theorized because... Now the emotion is raw and yeah. emotion like we haven't prepared ourselves to deal with the emotion. Yeah, we so, haven't internalized so much it. so that the application it doesn't really we happen. don't apply. Yes, <laughs> so that's how I feel about like how I understand things and I know things. When it comes to my little sister, sometimes I'm like, "What the fuck, bro?" Like, because mm. she's three years younger. Um, feminine, not necessarily hyper feminine. Mm. Feminine. Uh, applies herself differently in in li has very different like ideas of of of, of defining herself and, mm -hmm. and moving through life um we get a like i can relate to her about every single thing except for her ideas when it comes to romantic relationships mm -hmm. like that's where i'm like i don't and it's bad like, I because don't that's where that's where that it's that that divide yes, is then created because that's when um the, the, the patriarchal divide comes yeah. in, right? Because then from now on, she's going to be like, actually, I'm not going to talk to my sister about this yes, from here on yes, out. Yes, yes, And guess what? Then it's going to be a lonely road for her in terms of unpacking. Yes, yeah. and I've seen that, like, she has that relationship with Zenande. Because mm. I, yo, guys, like, I need, I know that I need to be more patient because this, this savage discourse just, it mm -mm. just knocks me off my feet and i often have to like take steps back when i'm deep in it yeah and i'm like you sound like the older woman that used to irritate you yeah step away auntie yeah you know like <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> like i have to be like step away auntie because i it's it's weird man you get to a point where even though men don't deserve respect don't deserve um to to be treated as humans with dignity no it's not necessarily for me it's not necessarily about the person that you're doing the thing to but it's the thing that you're doing mm. like i've gotten to that point now it's not about the other person it's about like you especially when it comes <laughs> with like when it comes to interpersonal relationships in yeah. that way and especially when you consider how malicious men, men are, are yeah. you know so that i think that's where my sister and i clash a bit because i'm like mm -hmm. these niggas are losers yeah like they are bums it's not worth it and yeah. like it's difficult for me to to be like oh i i see what's endearing like, these niggas are bums <laughs> like they are bums they are bums yeah uh, there's so much better out there you don't you don't have to entertain bums um but i i also need to know that i i think for the longest time i'll think any any man that my sister interacts with is a bum. So it is what it is. There's that, <laughs> there's that, there's that aspect. But yeah, I, I get you on that. Because I've also been realizing that, like, in terms of, like, I, I've realized that there's, you know, the older and older I get, the more and more younger women are around me. And it's like, what? It's yeah, like, uh, yes, it's weird. It's also like, where the fuck do you yeah, guys come from? Yeah, where did you guys come from? from? Oh, it's actually like, for the longest time, we were peers. Yeah. And now, out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm this older person and then you know <laughs> i have some 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 folks who call me like sismish and i'm like what is going on why would you do that and it's like but i really am like i'm five years older than them yes um but yeah like i've, I've definitely been 
thinking about that a lot, uh, especially in relation to sort of, I, I really have to take myself back to that where it's like, okay, you know, I, I experienced this loneliness for this long where I felt I couldn't relate to these, these uh, older women. Um, and I don't want that for, for, yeah. for these younger women, which is... In my life, and, yeah. and, and I'd like to think that this podcast is helping a lot. I've had a lot of younger women who listen, and they're like, oh my God, like I'm learning a lot, and oh, this and this and that. Um, you guys feel like big sisters. And it's that like, time the, oh. the, the younger women in your life are looking at it like, mm, <laughs> wish she would talk to me. Exactly. I won't even lie to you. Like, I, I think about that often. I have, a, I, have a, I have a younger cousin who has two kids. She's very young. Um, and and I, like, I, don't, I don't know how to... Yeah, like, I don't know how to, you know? To and I know she needs, yes. she needs someone like me because she does look up to me, you know? And it's like, not, not to sound weird, but it, it just is the case. But, it, and it's like, I don't know how to come to her and be like, hey, like, let's talk about this and that. Um, because, yeah, like, I just don't know how it's to approach the situation. I mean, she talks to my mom a lot. Um, and, you know, how I sort of show up is to sort of show up with helping with her kids yeah, and with so her. Like, this, I, so I buy that, them stuff. Yeah, I do yeah. stuff for them. You know, so that's, that's kind of how I've sort of been trying to sort of show up. And, and and that's weird because we complain about our parents showing up in that way. Exactly. And then we literally exactly. take that on and do that. Exactly. And, and, and there's, there's also a part of me where it's like, I wish I had from an early, from an early age sort of been, had taken her in as a little sister because then perhaps we would have avoided a lot of things that happened. You know, perhaps. You know, it's, 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 that's, that's interesting because... I look at, I have a, a younger cousin as well who's currently now living with my gran again who's battling with depression. She's very young, like not even 28. I mean, not battling with addiction. Mm -hmm. um, like crystal meth is ravaging South African townships. Uh, yeah, it's wild. So she, um, I, we used to be so close when, when she was younger and then I just think that I don't know when it happens or how it happens, yeah. but there comes this time where the things that you are interested in as a teen start to feel so sinful mm. that you have to distance yourself from yes. everyone. And within that time yeah. and within that deep loneliness yes. that you're experiencing because of all these sinful, like, sinful thoughts and ideas and because nobody tells you that it's normal to feel yeah. the things that you're feeling, yeah. to have the urges that you have, to want the things that you want. Everything is telling you that it's wrong. And, and also, like, time, growing up in, in you yourself, growing up in that type yes, of you've internalized. space as well, how do you go to that younger person and say, it's okay? It's like, o yeah, because exactly. at I, no point has there been that... It wasn't okay Nobody said it to me. Well. I don't yes. know how to say it to you. Yes. Like, so... So, and at, at, at that point, one of the things that we forget about that happens is that parents do this weird thing of, of, of constantly shaming the people who are taking yeah. part in certain behaviors that are completely age-appropriate and normal for their age. Yes, exactly. And then what happens during that shaming process is that because you are that child that's constantly listening to them, complaining about what others are putting them through, you internalize the idea that you will never, yeah. ever do that. And then when you do do it, it's so shameful that you have to like go away yeah. and, and you get to a point where it's like, I might as well go fully in, yeah. you know, like I, I might as well I just exactly. leave myself in the moment. <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm really struggling 
in terms of now relating and like creating yeah. we're recreating a relationship but at the same time i feel like i don't want you don't want to overwhelm someone yeah because where you are right now isn't necessarily where they are and learning how to let someone else lead when you're showing up for them is very difficult yeah so yeah like it, it, it's it's very weird it's 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 very very weird yeah i i yeah like yo it's it's so strange because i feel what i'm glad what i'm happy about is that my mom has also been growing up as we've been growing up as well and so what i'm glad is about is that my mom hasn't necessarily been you know even because they're close is that with her although with her sisters she was much harder with them and then i think yeah, as she grew up softer, with her she became softer yeah. and she understands so what i'm happy about is that she kind of has a confidant who's older who's a mom also with two yes. kids who understands um but yeah like i, I yeah part of me is like man i wish i had i wish i was you know like i i, I, I wish I, I had that courage to come to my i mean i you know, i want to do that with the younger er ones but yes, I wish yes. I, I wish I had had that courage so that we can avoid that type of situation um, where you end up going through and experiencing things you don't have to go through because you didn't have you didn't have someone to tell you like this doesn't have to like happen you to don't, you. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel about like my youngest my youngest cousin like Lungli, like she's seven. And I feel like at times I feel like she's like, Go away, you're overwhelming me. Yeah. But the like constantly affirming her and like trying to make sure that our relationship is so close that she can speak to me about everything. But I know, man, there's just that thing when people are teens. Like, <laughs> like it, it's, and it scares me. And I can't imagine how parents must feel because yeah. I, know, I know what it is to be a lonely t- teen. Yeah. And I know how you act out when you are yes. a lonely teen. Yeah. Like oh, for I was me, it wasn't so mean. Oh. sexual. I was mean. I was mean, mean yeah. Like, I was, I was so mean. mean. I was always in my room. Like, I just yes, want to be with I, anybody. I was, I was a loser because I thought... I thought that to fight the loneliness I was feeling, mm. I had to reject the world and I had to punch down on others. Yeah. So that I could get that. I was that just mean to my parents. Of, of feeling like, like, wow. Okay, you know. Yeah. And 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 I and I, I I think, I think a lot of people don't overcome that. I think a lot yes. of people don't. don't we see don't it. Over, we see it on social don't media. Don't overcome that 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 loneliness and that feeling of feeling small and yeah. that need to constantly reject people bef- and things and yeah. ideas before they reject you. Like, I'd be that, you know that those people who, who get upset when too many people are enjoying something yeah. and that's like their personality trait. Or, and or people who get upset at people progressing and not like in terms of life. I mean like in terms of their ideas yes, and their ideals yes, and, and things like that. Yes, yeah. That space that they we see y'all. Yes, Catch so, yourself. So it's like <laughs> that... It, it, it takes a lot of internal work and yeah. it takes a lot to to just sit down and, and face yourself and it's be not like, nice was alone, but it is what it is the way you're behaving you are being it's not a good yeah like, yeah and just knowing how to manage jealousy and knowing how to manage feeling isolated even yeah. though you don't have the la- like don't have the language to say oh i am lonely mm-hmm. within this experience of the world or yeah. i feel like i am left out by uh, you know so that took me a lot of time, but it also caused a lot of people a lot of pain. And yeah. that will always fucking eat me. Like, I, I don't think there's any getting over that. Yeah, no. So, and I think that's something that you, you just... No, I feel you. I, I, like, it still, <laughs> it still eats me, like, how unnecessarily, like, 
mean I was to to my mom. I was like, also mean to my mom. I was also mean to my mom <laughs> when I look back, and I'm like, I it, yeah, I didn't. When I all really I wanted mean. was someone to relate. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I don't think you can relate to me. So let me push you away. Exactly. What Ooh. movie? What movie stuff is that? You know. So I, I don't know. Like I think. I think I'm I'm grateful for the place that I'm in now, yeah. and I'm grateful for the ability to identify um, this loneliness, and I'm grateful for the ability to 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 constantly define myself and my womanhood for myself, yeah. and to constantly reject or accept whatever aspect uh, yeah. of of the societal context of it that come with it. I think it was in Tabby who was speaking about um, how she's rejected beauty yes. as a concept, and I feel like. Before I had that language, I'd literally yes. began doing that. Yeah. For me, it was like I felt in the beginning, I felt sort of pushed into that corner. Like I had no other choice. I had to reject beauty because I didn't fall under yes, what, what people consider. Um, and so what that led to, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie and say I didn't at any point want to take part and want to be part of that. Of course I did. But... We're conditioned. Yeah, <laughs> we're conditioned to do that. But uh, yeah, like I, before I cut you off, like what you were saying about you having sort of, you know, having rejected it before you had the language. Yes. Like I'm also, I've been thinking about that a whole lot as well. But carry on with the thought. Then yeah, because <laughs> I, I wanted to say like that, um, I was listening to this podcast and yeah. this woman, I've, I've just forgotten her name, but she was speaking about how she came to define herself through defiance. And and it wasn't necessarily like the superficial thing of you being told to do this. Was it on Titi's podcast? Yes, yes. You're being told to do this and you're like, fuck it. It was like... I think, let me find that. I have it saved. What feels... Like, I've I've never been able to articulate myself in terms of... I remember when I was growing up, uh, uh, like, and being a young girl and people constantly being like, I remember the one time my uncle was like, was like, we're going to the mall, just dress like a girl today. Mm. And that was like such a weird comment. Yeah, I think I was like 12. But at the same time, I was like, I remember sitting and, and being like, why can't I just be like other girls? Why, why is it so, I can't even fake it. Like yeah. I, 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 I can't even pretend. I, yeah. I only want to engage in it when I want to. I, I, it, it felt so unnatural and I would be so disgusted in myself mm. when I would wear a dress when I didn't want to or when I would style my hair in a certain way when I didn't want to. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, am I gay? What's happening? You know, you're like, but I am attracted to boys. Yeah. But I, like, but I, I, I don't, I don't want, want yeah. to take part in this thing. Like, I want no part of it. And I want to take part in it when I want to. Yeah. Like, if I want to wear makeup on a specific day, I will when I feel like it, yeah. you know? So, and it was so difficult for me to understand why. Because, you know, you can force yourself to do so many other things. But with this one thing, I just, I couldn't force myself to do it. Yeah. And no matter how, like, painful the microaggressions for my family or other people were in terms of, like, the homo antagonism, even though I was like, this is weird. I'm experiencing homophobia, but I'm straight. Mm-hmm. And I can't really explain it to people because I'm a tomboy and... I like you know so it's like it was just very weird for me to understand myself at the time yeah and then when I started seeing like all this work about the rejection of of beauty as a concept I was like fuck so that like that's the thing that I couldn't play into that's the thing that 
brought me so much discomfort that yeah. I just couldn't do it. And it's a process that I, 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 I took part in yeah. as a child without even knowing that this is what I was doing. Yeah. And obviously it wasn't from, it didn't feel progressive at the time. It didn't, I didn't feel empowered. But now I'm like, fuck, I'm so proud of like three-year-old me yeah. for being so resilient in that stance. And I don't know what it is inside of me. I still haven't rationalized it till today. Mm. I, I don't know what it is, but that feeling that was so strong that it just felt like it doesn't matter what anyone says, doesn't matter how painful this it is, is, this is I'm going to show up yeah. in this way. For me, it, it, like, I, I, I feel like I'm doing that now, that, like, that defiance and that sort of rejecting it because I, I think for, for so long when I was a kid, I kind of went with whatever it is that my mom wanted in terms of, like, maybe you should do this. No, you should. In fact, most times she was deciding for me. Mm. Um, like, oh, you should cut your hair. Or maybe, no, you should do your hair like this. And it was like, okay, you know. And so I think when I left the house, it was sort of my chance to kind of redefine what it was that I... Because there were times where, as a child, I felt more comfortable like this mm. but it was like no you but you can't yeah and so it was it's it's just very it's yeah it's very confusing so i think now as a as a grown-up it's like trying to sort of uh, like i always say there's no like middle ground for me i'm either this or i'm that uh, in terms of looks um either like hyper feminine mm. and even then it's like, i don't even find it to be hyper feminine in fact it's not um or it's it's whatever it is the other side um and that's essentially kind of how I felt. Part one of it was the one side was like what I really wanted mm. and the other side was what was like, hey, this is what you should do. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm reject I'm 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 going through that as an adult, that thing of like redefining what beauty means for me. Yeah. Um it's hard to do that. I wish I had I I wish I was able to do that when I was a kid. Although it would have been done sort of unknowingly. Um, yeah, because because then back then, like it's not like there w there wasn't much going on in terms. I didn't have a phone for so long. I didn't have all these influences. Yeah, I watched TV, but I was watching cartoons, you know, um, mostly. I never really watched like I, you know, I still do watch cartoons, but a lot of what I watch now is like it influences kind of like you know, mm -hmm. like media and and just kind mm -hmm. of how it influences how Your we look at yeah. our womanhood and and. You know, it does confuse a lot of things, even with all these women who are embracing Do all these different parts of me. themselves. I, th I think it was like, that's the one part in my life where the media was has been very, like, positive. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, the women in my family were not necessarily hyper-feminine. Mm -hmm. um, most of the women in my family would, would be called tomboys. Yeah. But... Just seeing women like me in the media show up, straight women show up the way that I show up yeah. and just be themselves was like, oh, okay, so there are people like me. Like, I'm not weird. Like, yeah. I, they, you know, I, or I'm not suppressing my sexuality. Because yeah. there's this weird thing that, like, queer people do where they literally be like, yeah, no, you're not, um, you're not straight. You're just in love with this guy right now. Yeah. Otherwise, everything about you says you're a lesbian and... <laughs> You're, you're gonna realize someday <laughs> and it's like even if someday i do fall in love with yeah. a woman like it th that's a very weird thing to say to someone that yeah. how they're choosing to identify now because you have these boxes that you have yeah it means they're not admitting something to themselves that's yeah. a very weird way of doing things so it's like i 
even when I look back actually at, at like being a kid and being forced to get braids or do this or do this, it was so weird that the first time I ever cut my hair mm -hmm. was literally like 2016 when I was 20. 2015 and was my choice. That was yeah. my first time. I like it was, that, that's why I loved it so much and I continued doing it for so long because it was like, it, it was, I Dude. made that choice. Like, and how, you know, it felt so liberating. Yes, and it, it, it unleashed like another level of comfortability being comfortable in my womanhood and yeah. I, I felt less yes, lonely with going through that process because so many women were doing that feminist fade thing at yeah. the time and it just like it felt like such an empowering yes thing to it do. really was whereas growing up as a kid I was so scared of cutting my hair and yeah. people like being like you're a boy so so <laughs> so it fun, it's funny that you say that because I hated cutting my hair back then because cause I, I look I looked like my dad but I looked Same. even more like my dad Curse. when I was a kid like it was Wild. I'm getting worse And then it now. was even worse. I, I'm starting to look at my mom. My mom, apparently, I don't really see it. But it was even worse when my hair was short and people would think I was a boy. Yes. And back then, it felt like I was being taunted. I used to stay um, away from cornrows because my dad <laughs> had cornrows when I was like in primary school and high school. And I hated it so much. Like I have um, this photo. I think I was in grade one. Yeah. And I've got cornrows. And you can just see from my... Like people think that it's a naughty smile, but I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because like... People used to mock me so much. Yeah, and so, yeah, like, because of that mockery and, and, and all of that, like, I just never wanted my hair short. My mom would be like, okay, we need to cut your hair because I'm tired of doing your hair. Like, I'm... It's no, wild how much hair is also you know. attached to, like, our expressions of Yes, of womanhood. womanhood. I mean, I know so many women who have to... I mean, I saw a, a, a caption a while back, which I, I, I really enjoyed. But a lot of women have to grapple mm. with that sort of identity politic, I suppose, mm, or that, mm. that, that, that thing about their identity when it comes to cutting their hair because it's like, yes. you know, for so long... Femininity has been attached to long hair. Yes, that's why um, women shame men with dreads, yeah. right? And... Or, or like cornrows, whatever. Yes, yes. As you see. <laughs> and another interesting conversation is how um, no one sees men getting waves as texture manipulation. Yes, exactly. Like, that's what it is. And you you guys are always saying the most about women who like their need hair. to. Y'all need to have your natural hair. Embrace your natural, uh, f uh, what is it, hairline as well. But anyway. <laughs> um, your legend. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, like I mean... Just, just kind of that, that, that thing around, around short hair and having to come to, man, I thought it was such a time waster for me. Like for me, it felt like such a time waster having to come yes. to terms with short hair yes, and it yes, being feminine. Yes. Because in any case, like what, like what, what even is it? What even is femininity? What even yes, is masculinity yes, at this point? Yes. Um, and, and, and I'd like to commend, I especially would love to commend you know, trans people, gender non-conforming yes, people, the because you are the ones doing the work. That you are yes, the ones exactly. Yes. You are the ones who are pioneering, who are helping this, us understand, who are helping us just, understand yeah. ourselves exactly. And unfortunately, we are also the ones rejecting you. Yes, um, yes. And so, I would definitely like to commend them because they because without the work that they've done we would still be sitting in discomfort Man, listen and and shaming them yeah even though we're so uncomfortable it's with your work <laughs> it's your work that has helped me grapple with walking around with my hair looking like this like i have no problem with that now i might have had a problem with that five years ago a couple of years back uh, uh let me not lie yeah five years ago I, I would have never looked the way i look yeah like when i was in varsity um, second and third year, 
I was you always had braids, braids. Yeah, I went through a weave stage. Oh yeah, I remember that. I went through a wig stage. I remember that. And then too. I was like, I'm bored of this now. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of work. It's also not me. Yeah, and also I was getting to a point where you start to feel dysmorphic. Mm. Where you don't recognize. Yes, where you don't, you don't recognize, recognize yourself. yourself. Yeah. Like, and I, that's it's like why I like to, are, I like to be like this. Other people are often. comfortable with it. Yeah. It works for them. We're not shaming that. But I, I couldn't can't. even use yeah. like Snapchat filters. I'm now like starting to be comfortable with the Instagram filters. Yeah. But it got to a point where when you're taking a normal selfie, you're not happy with how your face is structured yeah. without a filter. And I just wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah. So I had to park the makeup. I had to park yeah. the weaves. I had to park the braids for a bit. Yeah. I had to go through this process of. Even Be earrings, because it was like, oh, yes. you know, when you have short hair, you must wear big yes, earrings. Yes, and have the lipstick. Know, and I, I was like, I, I need no. to be truly comfortable with myself yeah. as I am yeah. when I wake up. Yeah. This is who I am. This is the woman that and I I'm am. And I, I want to, I must be comfortable with going be- to work like that. Yes, with going yes, wherever yes, I want to go I like that. I need that. to go before I can put... Yeah. Put, my, put other things on yeah. to amplify myself. Yes. I, I felt that it was important for yeah. me to be That's comfortable That's definitely with my me philosophy. As, yeah. as, as this woman that I am right now. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I've done that for myself because I have less shame now when and I I'm, do and wear I'm, makeup. I'm also I grateful that I have things. people who, who I can relate to in that regard as well. Like, I'm really glad that, like I said in the beginning, you know, gender non-conforming yes. and trans people, but also just you know, sort of cis-head women or yes, cis, cis yes. queer women who've also gone sort of gone through that and have been able to relate in that regard. Um, and we're not saying that, you know, women who are, like, hyper-feminine, like, makeup and stuff, don't do that. Because no, 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 I know no, y'all no, like no, doing no. that. When, like, literally... No, when someone talks about one thing, you guys yeah. take it to another place. Yeah. That's deflecting. It's a bad spirit. Like, I'm um, we're speaking about <laughs> our personal experiences yeah. um, um, and dealing with womanhood and femininity. Exactly. And, 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 and defining it for ourselves. And that's what... This conversation, in essence, is well. well the loneliness, yeah, and the that loneliness comes with that and process. That, yeah, um, you know, I don't even know how long we are. Oh yeah, right we, we, we should we definitely cap this. But <laughs> in in in, we we haven't asked each other questions towards the end in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Shoot. But no, you ask. <laughs> but okay, let me before I even ask. Um, I think, yeah, like let's. This this has definitely been challenging. The thought has always been challenging, but it's it's especially challenging in that I realize we do have a young audience, mm. and at times they do feel attacked when we do talk about certain things or we condemn certain things, um, and that's obviously not what we want. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes it is what it is. You know, uh-huh. like I can't control your your reaction to what I'm saying, um, but. Yeah, guys, let's 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 bridge the gap, man. Let's let's. There's no reason for us to be walking around in this world alone. There's no reason for us to be walking around in this world alone and letting patriarchy ravage us and having nobody to 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 hold you, nobody to tell you that it's okay, nobody to to sit with you and have a lesson learned session. You know, the, there's no reason. Because the reality is, what happens when you're not defining yourself for yourself yeah. and making an active decision to a continue with the way that the world is and the way that the world understands you as a woman mm-hmm. the way that the world wants you to be because that's that's a choice that we have to respect yes right? 100% um, or choosing to redefine yourself in a way that is that acknowledges everything else that's going on and and choose it what what will make sense for you yeah. i feel i feel like 
choosing any of the two is that actually yes, choosing 100%. what makes sense for you. Mm. The other is married to injustice unfortunately, forever, yeah. unfortunately. So you will feel like you're being scolded mm. when you know that what the thing that you have chosen is a thing that isn't right. Or yeah, not. I don't want to use the word right. Yeah, uh, it's it's um. Is the thing <laughs> is the that, thing that that leans more towards no. the norm. No, is yeah. the uh-uh. it's the thing that serves others other people. More than yes, it does there you. we go. Because that's the issue. That yes. like that's the main issue, right? Yeah. Because we then become foot soldiers yes. of 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 things that oppress us yeah. when we continue with the status quo. And because more than anything, our ethos is not about choosing things that serve others especially yes, others choose who what aren't you. on the margin and people who aren't women yes exactly be a trans woman or cis woman yeah. or queer woman yeah. people who aren't women like yeah. you need to put yourself first yeah. as a woman and if you're going to put somebody else first let it be someone who is more marginalized than you yeah, are rather it should never be a straight man no Ever, please, and and even even if it's a joke, yeah, because don't. that compromises you in a way that lasts longer than Man. that moment, and it changes you in ways that are just. It's a. It's. I think it's reversible. It, this is. It's not an irreversible thing, by the way. I think it's an is, avoidable thing. Yeah, it's just that the work that has to go into there's that, work in everything. By the, the way, loneliness. Yes. that's a thing. That's there's a work thing. in everything. There's work in rejecting those norms, there's but there's 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 also work in yeah, like having to reconcile. Ooh, because uh, it's it's a, it's the work nice, in guys. reconciling and accepting things that marginalize you, even mm. with more knowledge, is that you are doing work for the oppressor, yes. essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... But there's a community. There's a, when, you, when you do decide to, to, to... Let's say you've chosen that other side and you want to get to, I guess, another side of the spectrum you or whatever. You always find people there's there. There's people. Yes. There will always be people... Um, who will be there to hold you? Who will be and there? I'm and we are here for that. I'm That's why we have this. There were people that yeah. that, that there were Man, people that that, that pushed me yeah. out of bigotry, and I, I'll never like. That's why for me, I'm like this cancel culture narrative. I don't. I really don't care about it because yeah. I was a bigot, and the way that people engage with bigots now is the way that people engaged with me. Mm. And at some point it clicked yeah. and that clicking saved my life. Yeah. So there will be, there will always be people. It's just, yeah. we, it's avoidable. We don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have to make people do that for yeah. us. We don't have to make people do that labor. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's it. Like the road doesn't have to be as lonely as it currently is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are things that even we're still grappling with. Yeah. But I, I think that it. with other things that you feel comfortable with speaking about, uh-huh. um, when you have, you feel that it is safe enough mm-hmm. and the other person seems to also be on the same wavelength, yeah. maybe initiate that conversation yeah. and see where it takes you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, thank you guys so much. Yeah. This community oh, I, I have itself. a question. I have a question. Okay, yeah? yeah. I was wrapping up. <laughs> no, wrap, wrap up and then we'll... we'll, we'll no, I was saying this community <laughs> itself has literally, yeah. like, helped me deal with a lot of loneliness that I experienced as a woman. No especially, like, all the comments and all the conversations yes. that come 
after we record these sessions. Yeah. Also, well, you guys are like, oh my God, same. And I'm like, oh, I, this is how I dealt wow, with this. So yeah. thank you guys. Like, it's, that's it's me. That's my before, before, yeah, like I, I, I get you guys always saying, ah, oh, you guys are doing this for us. It's so amazing. You guys are doing the exact same thing, if yes. not more for us. Um, so thank you. But yeah, since we said we're going to shout out women who are doing some oh, dope yeah, stuff, yeah, 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 I think yeah, we need yeah, to do that. Yeah, we need to yeah, do that every yeah. episode. You start. I would like to shout out my gran. I think my gran, we often don't get along, um, but my gran is such a wise woman mm-hmm. and she she's got bars for days what, yes oh like she's got big dick energy like dude one <laughs> of one of the things that inspires me the most about my gran is that she and this is not like go boss bullshit because mm. this is like a woman whose highest qualification is grade 11 that's that's how far i used to go back during apartheid if you weren't going to become a professional who's had to be a domestic worker mm who's ran a business for as long as I've been alive, had to be like a pushy loan shark. <laughs> like I've, I've seen my grand fulfill so many different roles with so much conviction that I, I've never really understood the purpose of men <laughs> or like the function that they serve or fulfill within a household. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that I'm compa- comparing her to a man, but I've never seen a person who gets shit done yeah. the way my grand does and who takes it to the top the way my grand does. And for me to have a reference point who's someone that's as old as, as, as she is um, and someone who's still pushing and still moving now. Man, she's a hustler. That, that, that like... I, I'm so inspired by her and yeah. the the amount of heart that she has, even though like she's a Virgo, so the way the, her heart shows in the weirdest of ways. Okay. Her heart shows in very antagonistic <laughs> ways. We are here. <laughs> so I yeah, shout out to my grand yeah. Sissy Veto. Love her to bits. Um that's 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 a woman who's phenomenal for me. Her birthday is now in August on the twenty fourth. And Ugh, I, I, well, five days, but yeah, yeah like twins. that's, that's literally when, when I think of, of, of a woman who's shaped so much of who I am, yeah. I, I always think of her because it, I, I, you're like, yeah, no, I feel and, you. And it's not that thing of women must be strong. Women must be this. It's like, she gets shit done without all the talking, without yeah. all the performing. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, so yeah. that to me has always been so inspirational, just move and those who move with you move with you those who don't get left behind yeah as makaleli we move yeah love it dope dope for me i mean since we're on the family tab, <laughs> definitely my mom i think if there's someone who's taught me to defend myself because she has defended me and i've had to defend yes, myself against yes, her yes. it's 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 definitely my mom she's defended so many of us like i have cousins who are who we grew up as sort of siblings and man, like, they can even tell you, like, she has fought so many yes. of our battles. Um, yeah, like, yo. And like, the fighting spirit that I have now is because of her. Like, I don't hesitate to defend myself. Like, I can do that on any day. 
Um, That's the one thing I didn't inherit. <laughs> Listen, my mom used to fight. No, you know? my mom's alright. My grand's alright. <laughs> and and, and that's, I, that's important to see. Yeah, like it's it's it, it was really important, especially for a, a woman who was married, who was expected to be like you know this demure person. And she was none of that. Like my dad is considered the more like gentle one. Yeah. Then my mom is like you know she's the rock. Gonna throw down. You know, although my dad throw, I've seen him only once throw down, which was shocking. But my dad, is, my mom is like, she's known for that. Like, she fights for every single one of us. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I love that you brought that up because it's like, I've always felt so bad for my grand because that's a role that she's had to take up. And when you're fighting so much yeah. for others and, and defending others so much, you, you, you become an enemy to everyone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so and like, that's why I, I defend my mom so fiercely yes, now. Exactly. Yes. And I never understood, like, my grand and my mom used to fight a lot, but when it came to anyone touching one of them it was like no yeah so i think my sister has that that spirit she definitely Ooh, she, <laughs> def- she definitely I'm got just, that i'm gonna cry like don't start shit with me <laughs> I'll, I'll cry. but yeah guys but yeah. Thank, thank you, you so, much. so much for listening it's always lovely to just get on here and reflect and yeah. chat it's always lovely to hear the responses that you guys have this is a very long episode Oof, but child. yeah it's Nighttime. I gotta yes. go. Listen, sleep. I need to sleep. I I work, <laughs> but yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, All share. All of that. All of that. Peace. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye.